The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to this Thursday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And thank you for joining us today as we continue in our series through Psalms in our live stream devotional. And we greatly appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. If you're following along in the Bible or on your tablet or your phone or something, we're going to finish up or continue in Psalm chapter 115 today, picking up where we left off yesterday. And we're going to continue with the truth. Uh, Today we're going to talk about a truth that is seen more than once throughout scripture, uh, most of us could quote several verses in reference to this idea. The idea talks about trusting in God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, probably the two most popular verses referencing this idea. Solomon says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. These are very powerful verses. I'm afraid sometimes we, we looked at them as, I've got to memorize, I'm okay with it, but I wonder sometimes if we fully take into account what it means. I trust in the Lord with every part of my being. The part that makes my decisions, establishes who I am and my future, I trust in God and all of that. And then I lean not into my own understandings. I, I don't allow my opinion or my view or my understanding of what's taking place to taint my view of what God is doing. Even though I may feel experienced in this area or knowledgeable in this area, my job is not to trust in those areas. Well, the psalmist writing this understood the premise of the need to trust in the Lord. So he writes down to a list of people that we should, and then he gives us some reasons why we can. So Psalm 115, let's pick up in verse number nine. The Bible says, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help in their shield. Now he references this because Israel's the nation. Aaron's house, he, he was the line of the priesthood. So his was always separate, very unique, because it was specified specifically to be in the lineage and the priesthood for the Lord. It was a very honorable situation to be in. And so there was always that separation because they were unique, um, unique in the whole scenario. But he tells them both to trust in the Lord because the Lord will be their help and their shield. Verse 11, ye that fear the Lord, Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. So he, he references Israel. He references Aaron. Then he goes to anybody who wants who will fear the Lord. Again, this is not a, a frightful fear as much as it is a reverence of his power and desire and desire to honor and to please. So there's a level of fear in it to an extent. But those who have put their trust in God and fear, you can trust in him because he will be your shield and your buckler. He will be your protector. Verse number 12, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. And he says, the Lord has been mindful of us. I like that phrase because he takes a minute and he talks about the idea that not only can we trust him, not only should we trust him, he starts to tell us one of the reasons why. He has been mindful of us. He is aware of who we are. He is aware of the battles that we face. He is aware of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And he is aware of our desire to go the right direction. Now understand what I mean by that. This is not just he knows and how, how dare we and like this is kind of our fault or things like that. That's not at all what this means. He is aware. Okay? 
when you go through some battles, and a lot of times when, when, when you, the Lord's leading you in a direction, that probably is taking you out of your comfort zone because if, if you're following God in a direction, you're at some point going to be placed in a place where you're outside your comfort zone because that's the best place where God can teach you to trust Him. As long as I'm inside my comfort zone of things I know, then I'm not really going to grow. I'm going to hit a ceiling of my capacity. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to max myself out in my knowledge and my training and what I'm comfortable in. If I get out of the comfort zone, then I'm forced to get back into the Word of God and prayer. I'm forced to trust in God if I want to be effective in outside the comfort zone. So at some point, if you're walking in your Christian journey and moving and growing in sanctification with Him, you're going to find yourself in a spot that makes you more uncomfortable, which makes sense. So in those spots, when you find yourself uncomfortable, He says, the way He put it, well, He is mindful of us. He's mindful of situations to where we feel like we are incapable or we don't have the ability or maybe you feel like I'm here because I failed or maybe I'm here because I've not been good enough and God's not blessing. And don't get me wrong, Satan can fill your mind. Frankly, we can fill our own minds because we have this expectation of all that God will do for us and when God doesn't always do it that way, uh, we can start wondering maybe I wasn't good enough and our mind runs a million miles an hour. This is one of the things. He's mindful of not only our circumstance and our fear and our frustration, but he's mindful of what goes through your mind in those circumstances. And so we can trust in God because God is not just saying, like, do it my way or get out of the way. God is mindful of all of the different emotions and all of the different battles that I go through in the circumstance I'm in. So he's mindful of your circumstance. He's mindful of the financial situation, the family struggle, uh, the personal mental struggle that you can't seem to just get beyond. He's mindful of all of those things. And, and so I can put my trust in him. And even though he's mindful, he's not judging me of those things for maybe some of them are my battle. Last night in youth group, one of the scriptures we talked about is in Proverbs where it says, a just man follows seven times but rises up again, but the wicked are passed on and are punished. Uh, here's what we see. The, the just man does not, he's not just, he's not great because he sins. He's great because when he fails, he gets back up. He gets back right with God. He confesses his sin. He moves forward. He doesn't allow that failure to hold him back. And a lot of times when we make a mistake or a failure, we got, Satan convinces us, you failed, you're no longer good enough just quit. And it's easy to begin to think that way. And he says, no, 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 I must get back up. You know, you, you look through the Old Testament and in the New Testament, God is, God, the scripture is replete of, of people, failures that God has used immensely. And that's what God does. God uses broken pieces. So don't ever think that because you're in a spot where you feel like, man, I wish I could do more. God can do that if you would allow him to. So the Lord is mindful of us Verse 13, he will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more and your children. So if I trust in the Lord, if I follow the Lord, if I follow him with complete faith, he will bless me and then he'll bless my next generation. Now, there's something powerful about the next generation seeing our generation trust God no matter what. Now, please understand, that doesn't mean that your children are always going to see you go through the greatest circumstances. That doesn't always mean that your children are always going to see you blessed as we see it. What I mean by that is successful, right? Well, God obviously, you know, my children haven't seen this great success in life. So obviously uh, God's not doing something. What your children may need to see is a father, a mother that is absolutely faithful, even in the hard times, because we live in a culture where that's not true. The moment things don't go our way, our culture screams and runs. We blame someone else and we're out immediately. We quit our job or we walk out of our marriage, walk out of this, walk out of that. And that's what the culture growing up watches. At the moment, things don't get my way, I'm out. And God is saying, man, there, there, there's a faithfulness to trust God in the midst of the times that don't make sense. You can't explain it. 
You know, you can say, listen, I trust God. I know he's got a plan. I don't understand what's going on, but I trust him. There is a confidence. There's something powerful about that that the next generation needs to see. And the Bible tells us it's required in stewards so the man be found faithful. Now the faithful is an action, I'm still serving, but ultimately that doesn't mean that I only serve when everything goes the way I think they should or looks good. I go because I trust my God no matter what. And, it's, and sometimes the next generation will say you're crazy. You're crazy because if your God really loved you, then they would take, take care of you better. That's, that's a humanistic thinking. God loves me no matter what, and he's going to be there in the middle of my circumstances, and he will bless it ultimately. So am I going to trust him? Am I going to have faith even though things would always go well for me? And that's what the children, the next generation needs to see. Verse 15, you're blessed of the Lord, which hath made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has, been, has he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. We have the chance now to praise. And God has said, listen, the world, they think they have this world. We're, we're more concerned about eternity. And that's really what we're looking at. The things we see in this world are temporary. We can look forward to all that God has coming forward for us. That's, that's, you know, we die, we find ourselves in the presence of Jesus. We'll come back and rule and reign with him when he creates the new heaven and earth. There's so many things we have to look forward to that go far beyond whatever is going to come on the news today. That doesn't mean we should be oblivious to what's going on. The Bible teaches we should be wise as serpent and subtle as dove. So we must be wise to what's going on, but it should not make us react poorly. We should be wise in following him. It all comes back to that initial phrase, trust. Let me finish with a couple of thoughts. How is it? What is it we can trust? How does somebody earn your trust? We live in a day where trust is not something we give out easily, and rightfully so. And I think people, yeah, I think people around you, you, you should, you know, if you want someone to trust you, you should earn it. So how does how how is it that someone earns trust? Number one, the person who they are. It should be a person of integrity, not someone that's been known to blow trust or to hurt people in the past on purpose. Um, so you want someone that, that their, their testimony is strong, their integrity is strong. You want someone who has been helpful in the past. They've earned trust because there have been circumstances where they can be leaned upon and they've been there. Right? They, you needed help and they were there. You needed comfort and when they didn't walk away when everyone else did, that's a true friend. That's someone you can trust and know the truth of Jesus. And someone who will stand by you no matter who you are. Even when you make mistakes, they're going to stand by you. That's a friend. That's someone you can trust. We live in a day, whether, you know, you, maybe you've known a Christian or maybe an unsafe person who has, who has broken your trust. And unfortunately, that's true. So we continue to look for people we can trust. And then we try to be people that can be trusted. But ultimately, it comes from learning to place our trust in God. Until we learn to trust God explicitly, we'll never be able to trust anyone else around us. So we start there. Start by placing your trust in God because of who he is and the fact that he's always been there. He will never leave us and he accepts us no matter our failures or perfections as we see them. And may that be what we hold on to, trusting him no matter what. I want to thank you for joining us on this Thursday morning. It's a great opportunity to be part of your day and appreciate the opportunity. Hope you're enjoying a little bit warmer weather. Hope you're enjoying this Christmas season. Hope you join us Sunday morning. The building has been decorated for Christmas. It's beautiful. It definitely gets us into the season. We're going to be doing a three or four part series the next couple of weeks under the title of In Christ Alone. All of our hope, all of our joy, assurance, and confidence is found in Christ alone as we focus that during our Christmas season. We really hope you'll continue to join us here, join us online uh, for Sundays, or join us in person, 10 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the evening. Thanks for joining us, being part of this today. We look forward to seeing you next time.